0: Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's Where's the Lemonade? lemonade. Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, Maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares.
1: Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. (laughs) On today's episode
0: Revisiting the Horrible First Year. Okay, so we had an epiphany. We should go back and visit our most listened to episode ever.
1: Yeah, because people like the nitty gritty, don't they?
0: They do. And it was fascinating because we both sat in the kitchen last night and listened to this episode, which was the sixth episode we did, uh, produced four years ago in March.
1: Called The Horrible First Year.
0: And it it was fascinating listening to it. (laughs) Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Because you don't like listening to the podcast, do you? I
1: don't because I'm just I'm so critical of myself. I'm like, oh, why did I say that? And why did I do that? And why did I? Yeah. So I don't typically like to listen to our episodes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I listen to them because I learn new things. And it was fascinating when we talked about it. You were like, is that still bothering you, what we talked about last time?
1: No. I was like, well, that's
0: still bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been four years, honey.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you even said, I remember why we did this episode. And I had no clue. But you remembered something that happened at well, the I, airport. Right? I remember
1: that we were talking about this episode at when we were at the airport. We were outlining it. And we got in a big, I shouldn't say a big fight. We're not getting a big fight, but we got in an argument that I was upset with you about. I do remember. I remembered that, that I was like, oh, yeah, I remember.
0: I had no clue what she was talking about. (laughs) Because I had forgiven you for that incident. (laughs) You're so
1: gracious. Thank you.
0: So let's get into it. When when we first talked about um, the horrible first year, I think almost anyone that goes through a blended family runs into the same issues. When you first throw two families together, um, it is tough. It is really
1: tough. It is really tough. One of the reasons we did that episode four years ago was because my friend had told me that because you said that was our sixth episode.
0: Yeah, it was six. Yeah. So
1: that our first five episodes, even though she was enjoying them and she thought they were really good, they were a little too rosy. She was like, you're making blended families seem, you know, a little too Pollyanna. And so that's why we did the episode, the horrible first year. And it has been our most listened to episode, like by far. By far. Maybe this one will be second. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> they see the title, The Horrible First Year. They're like, ooh, let's hear all that, you know, so, nitty gritty
0: stuff. So when we went into getting married and blending our families, of, and at the time, so you guys know, Paige has four children. I have six. If you don't know that, you haven't been listening. Um, and when we first got married, you had two at home and I had five at home. Five and a half. Yeah, correct. Right? Yep. So, we were throwing seven kids together in one house, and we thought the love we had for each other would just flourish and blossom and conquer all problems that we had. Yeah, we really
1: did. We did. Like, I'm not, that's not even a joke. Like, we were like, the kids get along. We like each other's kids. We love each other. So, this is all going to be fine and dandy. And it, I mean, I guess it was fine and dandy. Well, it worked out. It worked out, but gosh, I don't know that it was fine and dandy. It was hard. It was hard.
0: (laughs) It was hard. In
1: fact, listening to the episode last night.
0: It brought back some, some trauma.
1: It did, and it brought back, like, I didn't remember, I think I said, how many times in that first year did I get in the car and drive away? I didn't remember that. I
0: didn't remember. You said five times.
1: Yeah, I think five times I had gotten in the car and said, I'm out of here. Not like out of the marriage or out of the family, but I can't take this anymore. I need my space. I did not remember that. So Um, it's okay if you get in the car and drive, you know, someplace. Just come back. Just come back. Yeah, just come back. (laughs) You might need a little (laughs) space for a minute because it is hard. It's hard. So
0: what, what what were the hard parts? What were they? What would you say were the hardest parts of that first year
1: um i would say the hardest parts were meshing our rules and our personalities when it came to dealing with the kids and, and disciplining things like that i would say that was probably one of the hardest I, things and
0: continues to be one of the hardest things yes deal i with.
1: mean you had been you know raising your kids for 20 years i'd been raising my kids for over 20 years we had different styles, different, you know what I mean? Like, and now all of a sudden it's like, whoa, like I'm not okay with that. And you're not okay. Like it, that was, that was tough.
0: It was tough. So was in tough. that first year, understanding where your boundaries are with your step kids is really important.
1: Yes. And we, we had mentioned that like with the older kids, I did not parent your older kids. You did not parent my older kids. Like, no, that's, that's, to me, that's a hard no. You've got to
0: step back. Well, within reason. What do you mean? Well, none of our kids really did anything extraordinarily bad. But no. if they had, if, well, and, and there, was a, there were a couple times where I stepped in. One specifically where you had had it and all the kids were not doing well. I mean, the house was a disaster and they felt my wrath, all seven of them. I did not distinguish. I'm only going to yell at my kids yes, at this point. Yes, that's true. I'm going to yell at all of them. So in that case, yeah. yes, there was, there was me parenting. Right. But when it comes to teenagers, it's, it's tricky. It is tricky.
1: But yeah, so that was one of the, and then meshing the rules, right? Like we now have seven kids in the house, five from one family, two from another. Um, we had seven different schedules. We had people coming and going the, People were dropping backpacks and books and shoes and there's nine people living in this. It was, it was, it was a little crazy.
0: We had to mesh some rules and yeah, it was interesting because the kids would, I think at the beginning the kids would say, I was more of the strict one and disciplinarian and you weren't, you were the more fun one. But there were certain things that you did not budge on, which I thought was wonderful. You taught me. How to not budge on things, even though the kids would consider me more strict.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting because I think I am probably the more strict one. I think it's just I come about things differently than you do. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, like I don't bend on you're not going to sit here and throw a fit and yell at all of us. You're going to go to your room and you're going to throw that fit. And when you're done throwing the fit, we'd love to talk to you and see what's going on. But that's not appropriate for you to subject all of us to your... <laughs>
0: craziness.
1: Craziness. And that goes for anyone. That goes for myself. Like, yeah. take remove yourself from the situation when you are feeling out of control.
0: Or even, even the cleanliness of the house. You like the house yes. picked up and you cracked the whip on the kids a couple of times and even pulled out the big crack the whip, which was me.
1: Well, I felt like I probably wasn't like that before I married you because i didn't have as many kids two at yeah home. i only had two at home yeah. but we had to like we had to set down some boundaries or it, it was it was not good like the state of the house was not good <laughs> so it was like okay we've got to so
0: these were joint rules that we did that applied to everyone then right
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: But you you said there were some double standards. I did. What did I do? It's at at sometimes. Is there double standards, or does everyone have the same rules when we first got married and blended these kids together?
1: Well, I mean, I guess I don't consider it double standards, but yes, I do believe, and I think we both believe that different kids call for different.
0: Discipline. Discipline. But not the rules. The rules are the same. Like, every, you have
1: to be home at midnight, you have to be home at midnight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the rules, but, yeah. Different, you have to come at different kids in different ways. And...
0: Like, some of our kids, just looking at them the wrong way, like, I'm disappointed in you, look.
1: Yeah, they're really upset.
0: They're upset, they would crumble and change your attitude.
1: Yeah. There's other kids that are like, that's all you got for me, a oh, look, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> So.
0: Oh, you took away my phone for a month. Yeah, I don't care.
1: Right. And some kids, you if you say you, I'm taking away a book for a week, and they would be devastated. So, yes. So. So yeah, that's you what
0: did. you. That's what we mean by that. Yes, right? that is what we mean. But the rules need to be somewhat consistent. So be careful with your rulemaking.
1: Yes. Yes. If they feel like, oh wait, that's her biological child, so they're getting preferential treatment, right? And we did have to have those conversations with some of our kids and say, listen, this kid over here is having a hard time right now. I know you think that this might not be fair because you think that, you know, they're getting more leniency. Well, you gotta give this kid a little bit of grace because of this hard time they're going. We we did have those conversations with some of our kids because they're like, that's not fair. Well, kids, we're in a divorce situation. Guess what? Life is definitely not fair. We all know this already yes, <laughs> Like. Do. Life is not fair, and there are reasons sometimes why life is unfair, and we were trying to get them to understand that.
0: Uh, the other thing that was difficult at the beginning, and I've seen with other families, is meshing kids. And what we mean here is the relationships between those kids. Yeah. And w- in that first year when we when we got married, we had three adult children out of the house already in college or off on church missions or whatever the case may be, and seven at home. And... The kids that were already gone we didn't worry about meshing but the kids at home most definitely were living under the same house and we were a little bit concerned about how do we get these kids to like each other enough where you know there wasn't heartache in the house
1: well I think what we learned and what we learn even more now is you can't force any you can't force the kids to be friends you can't force them to like each other in fact Probably the more they feel that you're forcing it, the more they're going to push back. But you have to provide opportunities um, to become closer with each other. So you know, a fun family activity. You just you've got to provide those activities.
0: So we we did not. Did, would you say we required the kids to go to those activities that we had? No,
1: we didn't. Because there were times when some of the older kids didn't come. We did not require. We highly encouraged it. <laughs> But no, we did not require it,
0: but we were like, hey, it'd really be great if we
1: could all go do this.
0: I think we set the expectation there, though, that, hey, you need to come. Yeah, Um, we
1: really, really want you to come, right?
0: And I would say our two oldest in the home at the time were Jake and Dallin. Mm -hmm. They're two weeks apart from each other. They we like two ships passing in the night.
1: Very different personalities. Extreme different personalities.
0: Didn't really, they, they didn't not get along. They just didn't. They just didn't connect. Connect Mm-mm. at all. Not until they left the house.
1: Well, they didn't not like each other though. That's the thing is it wasn't like, oh.
0: They hated each other? No, no it wasn't not not that no, no. It was
1: just like, you do your thing, I'll do mine. Peace out. You know what I mean? It was just that type of thing. wasn't any kind of contention. Um, But then they, yeah, they, they lived in the same town when they went to college and, and they became, you know, good friends and, but we just, you can't force it, right? You can't, I mean, even though we wanted these two 16 year olds at the time to become good friends, you cannot force that. You can't.
0: Now we had a interesting situation because there's an age gap between the three youngest children, which are only, what are they only two years apart? The three youngest? Yeah. Yeah, uh, two years mm-hmm. apart between the three youngest. And then there's an age gap of six years between the older set of kids. So the three youngest kids, when we got married, were four, five, and six years old. Still very young. Where the the next youngest one was 12, and then we had a um, 14, and then two 16-year-olds yeah. at home. So it was very different. The teenagers had already been somewhat raised by us, mm-hmm. but the three little ones, we call them the three amigos, we raised them together. So yeah. the, it was a very different dynamic um, for the younger kids. Uh, so when we first got married, you had been living in, what is a four bedroom house? Mm-hmm. Yep. and And <clears throat> I had a six, seven bedroom house. I had five kids. You had two, but we had all of our stuff. Yep. Right. You'd been in your house for some time. How many years was it?
1: it like eight or eight, nine years,
0: eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. And then I had just moved into this, um, house, uh, that, that, uh, we're living in now still, Yep. but we still had 20 years of stuff that all had to come together. So that was an interesting situation.
1: Yeah, it 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 really is. Like that's very different in blended families because you have two households worth of stuff that you're now condensing into one household. And that doesn't happen when you first get married, right? You've got barely any stuff, you know, a little bit of my stuff and a little bit of your stuff and no kids, you know. So
0: that was interesting. in little tiny things like... How many sets of silverware do we really need? Yeah. How many
1: frying pans do we need? How many cups do we need? How many towels do we need? You're know,
0: just stuff that we both had. Um, and then what are, who are we throwing? What are we throwing away? I was like, well, maybe she likes these plates. And yeah, you know, I, it's tricky. And you don't want your kids to go, oh, great. So she just came along
1: or he just came along. So we just got rid of all of our towels and all of our dishes. Like, you know, what I mean, things that they're comfortable with. And now we're tossing things. Anyway, it's it's tricky. But we did. We kind of just went through things and went, all right. We don't need five frying pans. Let's get rid of three. You know what I mean? We we really did have to do that.
0: Yeah, and, which just sounds trivial. It's not trivial. It's a lot of work. It is, and a lot there's of work. a lot of motion tied to it too. For yeah. some reason.
1: Yes, and it was it was very tricky. I would say now, if we had to do it over again we would have sold this house and bought a new house together. Really? Absolutely.
0: Because this house I just bought six months earlier. I understand that. Really? So where would you want to live?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's fine. We could have lived here. Like, we didn't have to move away, but...
0: Yeah, why why would you say that, though?
1: That is... When you move into someone else's house that they've been living in and their kids have been living in, I think my kids and myself, we felt like guests in the house for some time. Not for a really long time, but for months it was like, oh, that's your space, not ours. Or that, you know what I mean? Just
0: that could be tricky. I,
1: I definitely think my advice would be to people that are blending families to not move into one of your houses to sell both of them, or if you're renting, to stop renting both of them and get a new house
0: together. And
1: here's our new house with our new space, with our new family, our new adventure, right? Together, not, hi, we're here, into your house now. And- I can see that. So yes, that would, I would definitely advise that, for sure.
0: Now, another thing that we ran into, and well, and- it was interesting when we first had this. It was the food bill when we first got married. Oh, my goodness. It was crazy.
1: Oh, Finances were hard in the beginning. That yeah, was really hard. Well,
0: especially because um, we were relying just on my salary. Right. And I was paying child support and alimony at the yep. time, too. Um, yep. Because you quit your job just because of the logistics of having seven kids going in seven different directions, five of which needed to be driven around.
1: And my job was 40 minutes away. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was just like, can can we do this? And you didn't work at home at the time. You were no. in the office every day or traveling. So, you, yeah, it was almost impossible for me to keep working. And you obviously had the bigger salary. So that was hard. But yes. Um,
0: the food bill the first <laughs> month. We sat down and looked at it and went... Holy cow, what just happened?
1: Well, you came to me and you were like, so we need to have a talk. And I'm like, about what? You're like, um, the food bill. Now, I had come from a situation where I was on a very strict budget with food. I was spending $75 a week to feed my family. And I was doing it. Like, that was what I had to do and I did it. So then I marry you and I'm like... Oh, Darren makes good money. We, you know, I don't have to worry about the food bill. Like we never talked about the food bill when we got married.
0: It was ten times what you were normally spending. Yeah, literally ten yeah. times. It
1: was cr- not ten times. Pretty, no, we it weren't was spending twenty. Si- it was oh, twenty. Yeah.
0: It was twenty eight hundred dollars. That's that right.
1: First that month. first month, I spent twenty eight hundred, or we spent yes twenty eight hundred dollars, and I, I was sick. Like I literally felt like I was gonna throw up. I was like, what? what and i i didn't know how to cook for so many people i was overcooking and making huge amounts and i didn't know what the kids liked and what they didn't like it was all it was tough it was all really hard
0: and we were having two dinners a night at that time because the kids swam so they yes ate the not two different
1: did like not two different meals i want people to make sure they yeah. understand we weren't making Um, hamburgers and then spaghetti because some of the kids didn't like hamburgers. No, no, no. It was, yeah, the kids swam, they They, ate some dinner before they went to swim and then
0: they came home and ate more. Yeah.
1: And they came home and (laughs) ate some more. So, but yeah, so that was tricky. So I would say maybe have these conversations before you get married. Like, Hey, you know, you just went from three people to nine people. Let's set a budget from the grocery store and let's figure out, you know, let's and maybe talk more about, you know, these are a lot of the meals that my kids like and these are the kids, you know,
0: things like that. I think we actually did pretty good on on the meal sharing, don't you think? I, I mean, as far as you brought some really cool recipes to to the family that the kids love today.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So And then I had some, too. So it, that part turned out. Except yeah. we had a couple picky eaters when we first merged. Oh, yes, we did. Oh Yes, we did. I was so
1: frustrated. And, yeah, I think we wanted to handle that differently, too. <laughs> oh, yes, we did. <laughs> so I'm like, fine, if you want to eat chicken nuggets every day, who cares? Here's the chicken nuggets. <laughs> and you're like, no, they need to eat. And so we actually compromised on that. Yeah. And our rule was... We weren't gonna make anything special for anyone this was our dinner That would have been crazy that would have been imagine? crazy so we made this meal now if you don't like something that we cooked you have to try one bite and then you can fill up on on the other things that are at the table but we're not gonna go make you another meal we're not gonna go microwave you your chicken nuggets but Fill up on whatever you like here. And that was a good compromise. That was a good compromise. Because, yeah, I think you were more of like the clear your plate type of person. Well, I grew up that way. Yeah, I've never been a clear your plate type of person. I'm like, if you're full, stop eating. If you don't like it, don't eat it.
0: Another logistics thing that was difficult um, was uh, going to church. Because uh, when when I, I bought this house specifically down the street from my ex, so my kids could easily transition between homes. Yeah. Uh, which means we were in the same congregation at church, a little uncomfortable. A with... little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> a lot uncomfortable. A lot uncomfortable. <laughs> but would you say it was worth it?
1: Absolutely. In fact, someone just asked me that today. They said, if you had to do that over again, would you not be in the same congregation? And I said absolutely. We would still, I would still do the same thing over again today, even though it was so uncomfortable and really hard, really, really hard. I would still do the same thing over again.
0: Well, why, why would you do that? Because
1: that was what was best for the kids. It was best to keep the kids in the same congregation every single week with their friends, with the consistency, right? They're already switching back and forth between houses we don't need them switching back and forth between churches every single week. So, so
0: what was the hardest part then? I mean, did, uncomfortable, why was it uncomfortable?
1: Well, because I came into this, right? You guys had already been in this congregation yeah. for a year. A year.
0: Yeah.
1: Um I didn't know who wanted to be my friend, who I thought was just trying to be my friend to get maybe information out of me. Like I just didn't know I was being paranoid. You know what I mean like I just, who are, you know, your ex's friends and did they, like, I want to be friends with everyone. I was fine with being friends with everyone, but I got, you know, I, just I just, I felt like I was just in some kind of landmine situation. I just did not know how to deal with it. And it took me about a year and a half, I would say, before I went, you know what, I'm just going to be me. And if people want to be friends with me, they can be friends with me. If they don't, that's their choice. And I'm not going to. Worry about every little thing I say. Like I'm just gonna be me, and I, it it became a lot better. But yeah, it's ch- challenging to. It do it that. was
0: it was challenging and challenging for people in the congregation too. Yeah. Who can I talk to who? Can I not? Talk
1: right. To? They don't want to seem like they're you know betraying anyone's friendship by talking. I, I yeah. It was it was very tricky. It, it was very tricky. But like I said, I would still do it over again because that was best for the kids for
0: sure. Okay, let's talk about another challenge. Going out to dinner? Oh gosh! At a restaurant. Now you were used to only three. I was used to already six or seven or eight, and now well, we've got I mean, when my other kids nine. were home, right? I yeah, had was, four kids, yeah. so
1: there was six of us that would, you know, that was there were six in our family.
0: But now we're talking nine. Yeah. First off, it's hard to find a place that will take nine people. Yeah. And then the big soda incident. And this is the one that you remember the most.
1: I just, I, I, we talked about this last night. I still don't understand here. 12 years later. Like, so when we didn't have a lot of money in my first marriage and we didn't drink soda at home. We, like I said, we were on a tight food bill. Um, When we went out to dinner, which wasn't very often, it was a treat, right? It was a treat to go out to dinner and... Yeah, sure, kids, get a soda, right? That's how we did when we went out to dinner. And you were of the, you probably ate out more often than we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And you were like, well, why get a soda? That adds, you know, two bucks per person. So why why do that? And yeah, it was funny. There was there was contention because I was like, why are you falling on your sword on soda? Like, I just couldn't understand. And I was trying to figure
0: out why you were falling on your sword on soda.
1: Well, I was just like, why not just let that go? Like, my kids are used to having a soda at dinner, so why not now let your kids have soda at dinner? What's the big deal? It's you know what I mean. It's twenty bucks, and yes, I seriously, it was. It was a good. Time. I know this sounds stupid, people, but this was probably one of the biggest contentious things. That and the and the and the big caffeine debate was a big uh, was a big thing in our family. So, and I was just like, dude. Let it go. No. Like, let it go. <laughs> and it's really not a thing anymore. No, not it's anymore. Not, it's, not, it's not a thing anymore. If our kids get soda at dinner, that's fine. We'll pay for it. We don't care. It's fine. If they get a caffeinated soda at dinner, that's fine, too. We don't care. It's fine. No. But yeah, in the very beginning, like, you were really, you were really like, no, we're not doing that. And I was just like, why? So, yeah, that was, that was, that was, uh. <laughs> Because I said so, that doesn't count. Um, that's just no. That doesn't so, work.
0: especially when you're blending families, that doesn't right?
1: count. That doesn't. No, you don't get to say that much <laughs> yeah. in blended families because <laughs> no, I said so. That is a thing in the past. <laughs> if you wanted to say that before,
0: don't say that no, now. No, it's all about it's all about compromise, and you got to figure you got to figure things out.
1: Yeah, and and you do have to compromise, and and decide what you want to fall on your sword about and decide if, is this a good idea or not?
0: Okay, now, one thing that we did do that helped us through that first year was we went to marriage counseling. In fact, the day we got engaged, we were in marriage counseling. That
1: is true. That is true. We we were listening back to our episode from four years ago, and we're talking about how we got engaged, and then we went to marriage counseling, and then we went out to dinner, and we went to Olive Garden. And last night we go, why did we go to the Olive Garden?
0: No, we could have gone to the fancy place.
1: We still don't know why we went to the Olive Garden. I don't know if it was right next to our marriage counseling. I don't know why we went to the Olive Garden.
0: I I don't know why either, but... (laughs)
1: We went to the Olive Garden.
0: So maybe we'll go to the Olive Garden uh, to celebrate our engagement. Maybe.
1: Maybe that's oh, what we need to do. Maybe that's what we need hey, to do. I actually like their soup and salad. Yeah,
0: I know you do. Now, <laughs> the, the counseling is very impo- was very important to us, primarily because our marriage counselor taught us how to get in the trenches, as she used to call it, with our spouse, and trying to empathize with what they were dealing with in this massive change that's happening in their lives and the lives of their kids. To me, this was invaluable advice because I had to set my pride aside a little bit and say, "What is she going through right now that's causing this disruption in our communication? What What did I say that triggered her?" Or we talked a lot about triggers and things like that.
1: Yeah, I would say marriage counseling saved us. Actually, I would go as far to say that that. Without that, I don't know that we would be sitting here today. Like she helped us through so many things. Um, so advice, go to marriage counseling. Even before you get married, go to marriage counseling.
0: Well, because what does it do? It teaches you how to communicate effectively yep. and to remember one thing. And that, and when we listened to it last night, I was like, going, oh, yeah, right. You need to fight for your spouse. Not fight with your spouse. Fight for them. You want them to be as successful as possible. And you want your relationship to be as successful as possible. Yeah. So you should be fighting for that.
1: I would say another thing that she helped us with was she talked to us about um, making sure that, like when Darren would say something that I didn't agree with, especially when the kids are little and especially in the beginning... You need to just kind of keep your mouth shut in that moment and then you take your spouse aside and go, I do not agree with what you just said. And it's okay to come back out to the kids as a united front and say, you know what? We've, we've changed our mind, right? There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think it's good for the kids to see that, you know what? Things change. I changed my mind. I said something in the heat of the moment. I changed my mind. But I think it's really important to be a, have a united front with those kids, and it's okay for mom and dad to walk away and come back with a different discipline or whatever it is. But it's good to be a united front.
0: You know, something I learned from all that is I learned to be more patient and thoughtful. In in those situations where things are a little more heated and you dish out that you're grounded for the rest of your life comment, that I just need to sit back and think about, all right, what, what is the best course of action? What would Paige and I want to do together? So yeah. it helped me to step back a little bit and, and be more thoughtful in, in those conversations.
1: Well, and I would say even now today, like there were some things that went on this weekend that you were just biting your tongue. Right. With some decisions that our son was making this weekend. And you were just like, I wish he wasn't making that decision, but I'm not going to say anything right but now. But I, I
0: only talked to you. About yes, that. you
1: took me aside um, and talked to me and I really appreciated that. And yeah, but yeah, it's it's important that.
0: Well, and this is something important, too, that she talked about empathy with your spouse. When your spouse is coming to you saying, I'm really concerned about this. Instead of getting defensive, because they're talking to you, not in front of other people. This is the time that you can really say, I understand, you know, what you're feeling or try and find out why they're feeling that way. Right. I think goes a long, long way in helping you get through, especially that first year when you're going to step on landmines you didn't know existed. Yep, that's true. Um, So take a take a deep breath. Remember why you're married and um, and that will help out quite a bit.
1: You know, another thing is give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Right, assume the best first. I think a lot of times we assume we go. We get right, our bristles
0: up. We're like, ooh, yep. she wants
1: to fight. Yeah. Why did she? You know, she said that because she wants to hurt me, or she said that because she, you know, blah blah blah. Maybe give them the benefit of the doubt and not assume that they wanted to hurt you, and not assume that they're coming at you. Right. And maybe and like you said, try and see where they're coming from, um, but yeah, we've we've it's been years that we've worked on this one, right? That oh, it's a
0: constant constant thing we have to work. Yeah, through.
1: and I think we're we we've gotten pretty good at this one. Like it's take, but it took years and years to. I think you just always jump to, you know, why would you say that? Why would you say why? Why are you being mean? And the other person's going, I wasn't trying to be mean at all. You know what I mean? Like, why did you assume I was being mean? Right? Like you, you make these assumptions and yeah. So yeah, give them the benefit of the doubt. Right.
0: And then uh, the the last one here, well, second to last uh, thought that uh, we covered in that episode, I still very valid today. Don't try and find fault in your spouse. Why? You will find it. If you're looking for issues with your spouse You will absolutely find it. That is true. That is very, very true, right? If you're
1: sitting there today going, oh, you know, everything he's doing is bugging me. And then you keep looking for more things that are bugging you. Oh, yeah, you're going to find it. And you'll find more and then there'll be more
0: things. Turn that around, though. If you do turn it around, then if you're only looking for the good things in your spouse, then guess what? That's what you're going to find.
1: Yeah, that's very true. That's very true.
0: All right. The last one has to do with laughter. And we've talked about this before. We talk about this a lot. When we first got married, I loved your laugh. Mm-hmm. I loved how you made fun out of difficult situations. Uh-huh. But I didn't like that sometimes. <laughs> nope. That was one of
1: the reasons I got in the car and drove away one time. Because you made some comment about, you know... I don't know that I'd made light of something. And you I was, made
0: light of something. Why can't you take anything serious? Was probably yeah, what I said. And
1: I don't know. I was just like I thought. You know, you said that's why you married me, and now the one thing that you said—I mean, or not the one thing, but the, one of the things you married me for—you're now saying why are you being like this? It and was, was annoying
0: like, me that day. Yeah, I was. I like, don't even uh, remember what
1: that I don't. Was e- I don't either. I have no. I don't remember what it was about it <laughs> all. But so, what's your what's your advice on that? Things that you once found cute and, and adorable. Why
0: did you find cute and adorable in the first place? Ask yourself, because it was cute. It was different. Why is it getting on your nerves now? I think you have to ask yourself that.
1: Okay. So remind yourself why you enjoyed that about your partner.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know, you could always use the lame excuse. Well, I liked it then. I was younger then. I've grown or it's annoying now all the time. They do it all the time. Yeah. Um, you know what? You got to swallow some pride and get back to where you used to be.
1: Well, what's that saying? Familiarity breeds contempt.
0: I think that's bogus.
1: Why? I think it's true. I think it, I think famil- it can be
0: true. I, you know what? It can be if you're only looking for the negative, but real familiarity, uh, maybe the right word is real Intimacy. With someone, I mean, you know them, really know them. It means to love them even more, not contempt. Right. But I think you have to be careful that you it can
1: easily lead to, right. The more you know about them, the more you can use it against them, and right. So I think you have to be careful that you're not using it in a negative way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, our lemonade moment of the week has to do with a little getaway that Paige got me for Christmas. Yep, I got you a couple of shows in Vegas, which I hate Vegas. We're not huge Vegas fans. But they had some pretty cool shows there. We got to see a Prince tribute band, which was really fun. Yep. we were Everyone was up and dancing. It was like a concert. It really yep. was. That was fun. And then we got to see Michael Jackson won.
1: Yep, the Cirque du Soleil. That was incredible. I mean, outstanding. It really was incredible. But we hate Vegas. Like, Why do we, you hate Vegas? Well, you
0: don't like the smoke. The... We don't
1: drink. We don't gamble. We don't mm-hmm. walk around half naked. We don't <laughs> yeah. like smoke all kinds of things walking around. Like,
0: The list is long about the things that we don't do. Um, but you know what? We found a little gym there. We spent three or four hours in this one museum, and it was fascinating. It was on... Uh, The Mafia. It's the Mob Museum. That was cool. That was actually pretty cool. We were like, oh, this is actually interesting stuff. So
1: it just Vegas makes me feel icky, like walking around and seeing all these people that are just I feel sorry for them that they're walking around with hardly any clothes on, wanting to take a picture with you for money. Like I just it makes me sad for these people. But yeah, I just feel icky when I'm in Vegas. But the shows were really good really good and we had a lot of fun if you like today's episode
0: give us five stars on iTunes Spotify Google
1: and head to Facebook and like us
0: and check out our blog at where'slemonade.org, where you can leave questions and comments And but most of all go out and make some lemonade you betcha baby